0: So, today I'm going to start with the Srimad Bhagavatam first canto, our beloved first canto. If you ever get stranded on a desert island and you have the first canto, you're going to be okay. And if there's ever a pandemic, and you can't go outside, I hope you got your set of Srimad Bhagavatams in there before, before the shelter at home was called, because if you have the Bhagavatam, you're okay. You're just doing Chaturmasya. There's no problem. So throughout the Shrimad Bhagavatam, we find questions and answers. And the, the basis of today's class is a thesis, and that is that if you a- ask better questions, then you'll get uh, better answers. And the better answers that you get in life, the better your life will be, and the more productive it will be. And we find throughout the Srimad Bhagavatam and all the other literatures, this dialectic in which there are questions and answers being asked. And so here's a beautiful question from the Bhagavatam, which is made by the sages. In fact, the first chapter of the Bhagavatam was called Questions by the Sages. And this is text number one, one, sixteen. And it goes like this. Kova bhagavatas <laughs> tasya Punya
1: <Sessly>
0: Shri kāmona śrīnu yādh. Shri kāmona śrīnu yādh.
1: Shri kāmona śrīnu
0: yādh. Yashya khali malāpaham.
1: Yashya
0: Bhagavata of the Lord. Tasyā his punya virtuous Shloka Shloka Idya Worshipable by prayers Karmana Deeds Shudikama. desiring deliverance from all sins. Na not Shruyat does hear Yasha. Yasha, glories, Kali of the age of coral, Mala Apaham, the agent for sanctification. Glad to see that Steph Curry could make the Bhagavatam class today. Translation Who is there desiring deliverance from the vices of the age of coral? who is not willing to hear the virtuous glories of the Lord. The translation again. Who is there desiring deliverance from the vices of the age of quarrel, who is not willing to hear the virtuous glories of the Lord? Shula Prabhupada's purport. The age of Kali is the most condemned age due to its quarrelsome features. Kali Yuga is so saturated with vicious habits that there is a great fight at the slightest misunderstanding. Those who are engaged in the pure devotional service of the Lord, who are without any desire for self-aggrandizement, and who are freed from the effects of fruitive actions and dry philosophical speculations, are capable of getting out of the estrangements of this complicated age. The leaders of the people are very much anxious to live in peace and friendship, but they have no information of the simple method of hearing the glories of the Lord. On the the contrary, such leaders are opposed to the propagation of the glories of the Lord. In other words, the foolish leaders want to completely deny the existence of the Lord. In the name of secular state, such leaders are enacting various plans every year. But by the insurmountable intricacies of the material nature of the Lord, all these plans for progress are being constantly frustrated. They have no eyes to see that their attempts at peace and friendship are failing. But here is the hint to get over the hurdle. If we want actual peace, we must open the road to understanding of the Supreme Lord Krishna and glorify him for his virtuous activities as they are depicted in the pages of Srimad Bhagavatam. Kova tasya Punya shloke Dikarmana Shuddhi Kamun Yad yesha Kali Malapaham. Who is there desiring deliverance from the vices of the age of quarrel? Who is not willing to hear the virtuous glories of the Lord? So the answer to this question comes later in the 10th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, when Shukadeva Goswami says that only people who have become freed from the desire to enjoy the material world will be eager to hear about Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Others who are killing themselves, as is mentioned in Surya nama Loka andina tamasavrita tamste chanti those who are denying their spiritual existence and working very hard only for the body are killing themselves and giving up the opportunity that's been awarded to them by the process of material nature through which we get an opportunity to actually inquire about the absolute truth. So in Srila Vyasadeva's Vedanta Sutra, he starts with the admonition, atato brahma jignasa, and that is that now is the time to inquire and ask the biggest question of all, who am I? What is Brahman? What is the greatest? And where do I come from? And interestingly, when anyone sincerely asks this, ask this question or these questions, the answers are forthcoming because our best friend is already situated within our heart. He's actually within the heart of every single living entity. Today in the seventh canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, I read a very interesting verse about how the Lord has situated himself within the bodies of all living entities. And um, those who are advanced in knowledge understand that he's he's there within the body of every living entity. And especially those who are in the human form of life, Krishna says, can find uh, peace when they understand uh, Krishna's nature as sukrit. It means a good heart, really, suhrit. And the best friend who's situated within the heart, Krishna, is always ready to reciprocate with us in the most wonderful ways. In the Bhagavad Gita, 10th chapter, he says, Tesham satata yuktanam bhajatam pritipurvakam dadami buddhi yogam tam yenamam upayantite. If someone sincerely worships me, and that doesn't even mean they have to be at a top level of worship. If they worship Krishna just intuitively, out of a sincere desire to know him and to know the answers of life, then Krishna says that, to such a person I give the intelligence by which he or she can come to me. He's already there, uh, ready to give the answers and to give the direction. One simply needs to ask. And then he says, Teshan Ivanukampartam, Hamagnana Jantamaha, Nashayam Yatma Bhavasto, Jnana Bhashvata. And that is, for the person who's inquiring, who's asking the questions, Krishna, how how do I know you? Krishna, how do I make advancement in spiritual life? To such a person, Krishna says, I illuminate their heart. like I'm, I become the lamp of knowledge within their heart. So academic knowledge is different from this kind of knowledge. It comes from Krishna directly. And if somebody asks this sincere question, how do I come closer to you? And then takes the, the direction that Krishna gives from within the heart. Then Krishna continues to direct such a person illuminating the heart giving knowledge and directing every step that includes arranging ways in which uh, one can meet uh devotees this is something chaitanya mahaprabhu mentions in his teachings brahmanda guru krishna prasadi pai bhakti lata when the wandering living entity he's moving from one Brahmanda to the next, trying to find some place to rest and find happiness. When such a person comes in contact with a a devotee, then Krishna becomes available to such a person. Vishnath Thakur says that just as before you see the, the sun in the morning, you see the sunlight. And before you see Krishna, you see... Devotees. So, Krishna makes this arrangement for anybody sincere. And for one who uh, actually asks questions, Krishna, how can I reach you? To verbalize these, uh, to uh, continue asking the question, how can I improve? How can I be better in devotional service? When we're asking these questions sincerely, Krishna will answer and give us the the direction so we can come to him. So here the sages um, ask many, many questions, and we can follow in their footsteps by refining the way we ask questions. So now here are a few questions that we can ask that uh, will help us in all circumstances in life. And we have choices uh, the way we ask. So the first one I noticed sometimes if let's just say if there was a, a glo- there was a pandemic, something happened and a virus got loose and it went all over the planet, and then everyone was asked to stay inside for um, a period of time and not go anywhere. And let's just say you were kind of feeling cramped in there and. Maybe you're around family members and they're making noise or they're moving in kinds of ways you weren't expecting and you felt a little bit irritated or something like that. I mean, just creating a scenario, possible scenario. And so then uh, what could you do? Well, one of the ways in which you can immediately uh, come to a higher level of consciousness is by asking a better question. So first, let me start with a question that is doomed, uh, that dooms us to a misery. So make sure you don't ask this question very much. So first question is, uh, how can I get more comfortable? Of course, we need a modicum of comfort in life. And uh, Bhagavatam says, jivita yavata jignasya karma be." You should be comfortable enough so that you can go on asking good questions, but don't make that the ultimate goal. And if the question is, "How can I be more comfortable?" and "How, how can I be? Uh, may, how can my life be more convenient here?" then uh, there's a you're opening the door to, to frustration. But if you switch that question out and you say, How can I serve? How can I be of service here? Then you'll notice that right away you feel connected to your purpose. And the anxiety of trying to get comfortable and not being able to do so goes away, and the mind becomes peaceful. After all, Prahlad Maharaj says that actually there are no troubles in this world except for the uncontrolled mind and senses. And Jaitanya Mahaprabhu recommended to Sanatana Goswami when he began his pre- teachings that uh, swarupahoy, nityadas, understand what your swarup is, you're a servant. And if you align with that and keep asking the question, how can I be of service? How can I be of service? How can I be of service? then you'll notice that not only do you feel like you've risen above the anxieties of how to get comfortable, but you also then become very popular with everyone around you. People will think, what happened to you? You're so uh, congenial because um, you're looking to see how you can serve others. So this is a very important question. and. If we continue asking the question in bigger, bigger ways, and that is saying, uh, how can I serve the most number of people? What's the best kind of service that I can render? And we become connoisseurs of service to see, how can I make uh, my service more and more refined? Then in that endeavor and uh, living for that, One uh, naturally feels happy despite the environment. So that's the first question I'm going to mention tonight, and I have two more after that. But before I go on, I'm going to take some reflections or questions about that, uh, if you want to um, expand it.
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj, this is Avantika.
0: Hare Krishna, Avantika.
1: Um, so for the first question you just asked, like for how can I, like a lot of us often say, like how can we get more comfortable in the material world? Like practically speaking, I guess that's what most of us want to do. So how should we like think, like how should we get in the mindset, how can I serve instead of wanting more comfort for ourselves?
0: Well, one thing is to ask the question. And if you say that, it's like a mantra. And it's amazing these questions that I'm going to mention. If you actually verbalize them, when you're when you're feeling inconvenienced, and again, just to say, I'm not saying that you sh- you know we don't go out of our way to be inconvenienced. There are some uh, traditions where you know they there's some kind of self-loathing because you have a material body, and they, they the 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 tradition imposes some kind of uh, austere circumstances so that you feel uncomfortable all the time. So you remember, I'm not this material body. That's not our intention. Uh, the Bhagavatam says, yeah, try to be comfortable. Get the, get the necessities in life so that you can uh, feel satisfied. But don't keep asking more and more, uh, I need more comfort, I need more comfort. Ask the different question how can, how can I be of service? So let's just say you ask that question to somebody uh what would their what would their reaction be Why don't you go check it out? Are you in your house? Yeah. Are your parents downstairs?
1: Yeah, my dad's in another room.
0: Just go ask him how can I how can I be of service and then see what he says and then come back.
1: Okay.
0: Um. let's see what happens.
1: Should I bring- You can leave your
0: camera there if you, okay, bring it with you. Let's see. <laughs> this is an experiment to see what happens when you ask this question.
1: So one point I had was-
0: <laughs> Wait, wait a minute, she, she, she's almost there. One second. How can
1: Let's I serve- what So
0: what is your question? How can I serve?
1: You can serve in we can serve by chanting a good round. You can serve by reading in the bathroom. You can serve by studying, finding ways how we could study the deep thinking about what is the best we could do in these circumstances.
0: You just got a lot of service all of a sudden.
1: <laughs> I can have help in the kitchen.
0: Very good, thank you very much. Thanks, Avantika. That was a good, ex- I mean, you ask the right person, and you start telling, read Bhagavatam, Chanhari Krishna, go on Sankirtan, and you're set for life for a long time. Yeah. And uh, s- thank you very much for doing that, and what a good question you asked. Sundar, what was your, qu- what was your point?
1: No, I was, uh, um, I was just uh, making the point that it depends on, um, as you said, you have to ask uh, that question to the right person. Otherwise, <laughs> if you ask your manager, how can I be of service? He can give you. Uh, he can give you a lot more work. So I guess it has to be asked to the right person.
0: Okay, you want to ask the right person, right? Okay.
1: Yes, All right.
0: Any other reflections?
1: Well, uh, one more reflection, Prabhu. I really like the point. Um, I mean, how you started the class by saying how Krishna is a well-wisher in our heart, and uh, it gives the. Uh, it gives so much encouragement that yes, you know, Krishna is there to um,
0: care for us. Yeah. So yes, yeah, sometimes it feels like the world's a little oppressive, and the other question um, that um, people sometimes ask because of that is uh, why me? Why is this happening to me? And the the antidote. The counter to that question is: What's the lesson? What is this uh, teaching? This particular situation, what's happening? And the reason that's effective is because there always is a lesson. the The universe is set up in such a way that it's meant to refine us and teach us something. That's why Brahma mentions this when he says that. that uh, the devotee is always aware of the fact that whatever is happening to me is meant to teach me something. And one should also cultivate knowledge that Krishna is 100% benevolent. And his intentions are benevolent. And really... uh, the world and karma, the, what we see as karma in this world, is fair and neutral. It's, but if, if somebody exploits, um, then uh, the, the reaction is fair. And it's really meant to nudge us in a certain way so that uh, we become refined in our consciousness and the way we work. So there's always a lesson. And if you use this mantra, when... When things seem inconvenient, or when something uh, goes the way you didn't want it to go, which is like kind of what inconvenience means, then you can ask this question, what is the lesson? And it's amazing how quickly you can rise above the situation by uh, seeking the lesson in, in whatever is happening to you at that particular time. Gopal Champu, Prabhu, what do you think so far? What are your thoughts? Hare Krishna,
1: please have my blessings.
0: Hare, Hare Krishna, uh,
1: good to see you. Good to see you also. Oh, I just, uh, yeah, I, I just, I just been reflecting on this, this overall situation. Um, well, one thing it's led to recently is um, just even today we were, we were thinking, you know, just brainstorming how, how to reach, how to get this message out. And uh, we ended up contacting a few devotees we know that work at hospitals. And uh, they, they took some Bhagavad Gita's, and so they'll be distributing them there in the hospitals. And, uh,
0: yeah. So you're asking the question, like, how can I serve? And also, what's the lesson in this and how to get the best out of it, right?
1: Right, right. I think my, 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 my microphone was muted when I kept speaking. But uh yeah, we we actually just today we were we were just brainstorming how to kind of just what we can do in this situation. So we reached out to a few devotees who are are working in hospitals and they actually um, agreed to take Bhagavad Gitas and keep them in the chapels. Um, and said they, they, they they've noticed there's a lot of people coming in and like Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita that the distress the distress are one of the people that turns towards spiritual life. So therefore now people are in a lot of distress and anxiety, which gives us a good, open, plain feel to that.
0: Good for you. Thank you very much. Great to see you. Hare Krishna.
1: Burmash, this is Manjula. Manjula Kanta? Yes,
0: Manjula Kanta. Go ahead.
1: much, I liked what you said about um, the material world being fair and neutral. Because I always keep asking you, it's not fair, it's not fair. And you always tell me, that Krishna is merciful, and mercy is not fair. Mercy is above that so for, for once i'm very grateful i'm under, under krishna's mercy rather than this material world's fair and neutral you know decision everyone prefers mercy especially at a time like this
0: yeah in the gita krishna says udasina he talks about how i'm situated as though neutral but elsewhere he talks about how he's the suhrit. he's the best friend of everyone and then he says the best way to to come to peace, even in midst of this turbulence of the material world, which is always there, is uh, gatva to know that, to know what, to know the fact that Krishna is our friend. If we have that understanding that Krishna is our friend, that the environment is friendly, because he he it, the environment's emanating from Him, and it's only our reaction as we're moving about the environment that creates. The turbulence in our life. And if one has that understanding, then he or she, Krishna says, becomes shantam, or peaceful. So that's a, the, of course, there's two other aspects to the peace formula. One of them is the boktaram Jagatapasam Sarvaloka Maheshwaram. You know, if you become a shoplifter and you go around stealing stuff all the time, you're never going to be peaceful. So Krishna says, understand that this stuff all belongs to me. And uh, it makes a lot of sense because we come into the world with nothing and we leave it with nothing. And so how is it that I claim certain things, these are my things, when I come in? And basically Krishna is teaching us that don't steal. Learn how to use everything for service. And if you use it for service, if you serve Krishna, this morning I was talking to Amrita, Amrita Namprabhu out on his farm in North Carolina, and he was telling me about the cows, and uh, they have such sweet cows there. There, um, each one of them has um, a person, a personality. Uh, these are obvious things, but um, you know, you get he gets attached to them, and even his father became very attached to the cows and feeds them and so forth. And he said that the cows have um, a very, very high capacity to accept affection. Uh, Sometimes human beings, it's hard. If you give them love or affection, you know, they may or may not be able to take it. But in his relationship with his cows there, he said, Oh, the cows, they can take so much uh, affection from us. And it's very satisfying because we want to give something. And then, uh, then he, He thought, but Krishna can take even more. And this is the point he's making here, that Krishna is the, the, uh, he can take all the kinds of things we want to give him and all the affection, even if the intention is really tiny or, um, you know, he'll, he'll still accept that. You know, it's like this is the best kind of circumstance when we know, the person to give our love and affection and even uh of course there's dravya, there's material things we have it's like oh give it to krishna he says but even better than that is when we uh give ourselves out of knowledge and our service and so forth but he said a starting point is that whatever you do whatever you whatever you offer, give away. Do it as an offering to me. That's how we become happy, actually, because Krishna can accept it. And also, I think in times like these, these means this kind of um, surreal situation everyone's in, where there's nothing they can do. Uh, Maya has just sort of frozen everybody in one place. Um, in these kinds of circumstances, people get a glimpse into the fact that I have very little control over my circumstances, my work, my wealth, you know, you can collect all kinds of wealth and then all of a sudden it's just drained out. And, and you go like, where would it go? It's like, I don't know. I never really had it. <laughs> and it reminds me of a story in, in the Bhagavatam that comes in the seventh canto just after, uh, the Prahlad Maharaj meets Lord Nrshingadev. And, and, um, there's this story about how Lord Shiva is, uh, Fighting to help the demigods. And um there are these three aerial cities from which the demons are attacking. And um and there's uh, a disadvantage. Shiva's at a disadvantage because one of the uh powerful demons there has created a pond of nectar through which every time Shiva kills one of the demons, they dip him in the pond and he comes back to life stronger than ever. Prabhupada comments there that there's a kind of Ayurvedic medicine like that <laughs> that's supposed to bring a dead person back to life. Um, but in any case, Shiva felt powerless against that, but Vishnu and Brahma went in the form of a cow and a calf. And they, they went into that demoniac city in those two forms, and they walked up to the pool of nectar, and they just started drinking it all, taking it all away. And Maya Donovan was there and he was watching. He had created that pool of nectar and, and the three cities as well. And he was helping the demons and he couldn't do anything about it. And he was just amazed. And he said, whatever's destined by the Supreme Lord from oneself for others or for both oneself and others cannot be undone anywhere at any time. Uh, whether one's a demigod, a human being or, or anyone else it can't be undone. And, uh, when we, when we have that kind of realization that I'm I'm working against a, a divine energy that's much higher than more powerful than I am, and then I give myself to Krishna, like all my things are actually meant for Krishna and for his service, then there's the the anxiety is not there. So Krishna can take it, and if you give it to Krishna, then you actually get the benefit just like the branches on a tree get the benefit when you water the root of the tree. Thank you for your points and for the nice poster you have on the wall there too. Uh, how about another comment or a question before I go on to the next section?
1: On Facebook.
0: Yes, Shraddha Devi Dasi, please tell us what the devotees are saying on Facebook.
1: Well, on the Facebook, we have two comments. One is from Dan Kelly, Devi Mataji.: Mataji.
0: Krishna, Dan Kelly, thank you for joining. Yes, go ahead.
1: She says that Krishna is 100% benevolent. He is in our heart. And being in contact with higher thoughts, he is just a breath away.
0: Uh, isn't that nice?
1: Such a simple thing, yet so difficult for folks to accept.
0: Yeah. But um, oftentimes, when we have nowhere else to turn, and then we, can, we hear that, it's so enlightening to, to remember that actually Krishna is there for us always at every moment. Gajendra, when he, he was in trouble, I mean, Gajendra thought he had it made. He was the elephant, king of the jungle. People used to get out of his way. People like that when you, you know, when they're so powerful that everyone else gets out of their way. All the animals, they'd see him coming and they just, you know, move. Uh, so people like that. They get so much fame or wealth or power that they're moving along and everyone's making a little aisle for them. And they're thinking like, wow, I'm really something. And living in little Jiva gets in the world and thinks, you know, I'm really something. No matter what kind of little borrowed power he has. And so Gajendra thought like that. He was a little intoxicated. And he had a nice family, and he went down to the lake and everything seemed fine. And then he got that crocodile on his leg. And then Prabhupada points out, we really all have a crocodile on our leg, and if we don't now we will. And then and then he realized I can't shake this off. And that's a interesting time for the living being who all of a sudden realizes that, you know, I can't shake this. Then what does he do? So Gajendra just by natural instinct because of his momentum and spiritual life from his last life started offering prayers to the Lord, even before he understood completely who the Lord was. Yeah. So Gajendra then he started offering prayers and, and he felt relief. He immediately felt relief because he, 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 you know, that's the nature of the living entity. When we call out to Krishna, then we feel happy. And so, uh, then Gajendra says his realization was that Krishna, you've you always been there. You're always there. Even before I start to pray, he you realized you're there. And so that um, it's not that, you know, you turn around and, and become attentive when I start to pray. You're already attentive. So, you know, really, bhakti means just realize that um, we are right next to Krishna. Krishna's right next to us and that we should turn our attention to him. This is what it says in the Bhagavatam. And that is that we're in trouble because we've forgotten Krishna. I'm just summarizing the verse. And what's the solution? Remember him. And You know, with one point in attention, focus on Krishna, and then your problems will go away. So take shelter of Krishna in the morning, in the afternoon, at night, in dangerous situations. When when you're trying to uh, solve the problems of life, just ask Krishna and keep asking the questions. How can I serve you? And the other two questions I gave were, um, uh, what's the lesson? First is how, how can I serve? Next one is what's the lesson? And the third one that really helps when you're stuck in a house and you can't go out. Uh, and that is um, what's the best use of my time right now? Keep asking, you that, asking yourself that question because it takes you out of your mind. That's uh, trying to think like what's going to happen in the future. Nothing's going to happen in the future. Only thing that's ever going to happen is right now. And, and now you can do something about it. So keep asking what, What's the best use of my time right now? I was thinking about uh our dear uh devotee who's in uh Arizona in prison. And um he's uh I went to visit him and he's in prison. Uh he's got a, a cell much smaller than the house, than the rooms I'm looking at in all your rooms there. And uh You know, he had a big smile on his face when I was talking to him. He's in prison for life. No possibility of parole. And so I said, how come you're so happy? Like, you look happy. I said, you look happy. And he said, yeah. Well, that's the question people ask me in here. They said, you know, I'm not getting out. Why are you happy? And he said, because um, I'm in this cell, but actually... I have a, a regulated life. I'm chanting Hare Krishna. I'm reading Srimad Bhagavatam, and I I feel satisfied. And today I was thinking, it's kind of like everyone's in in jail now, and and no one realized it before, but now is a little bit of a understanding. And every once when I think of him, Balvantai in jail, wherever I wherever I go, I'm thinking like, here's my little cell for right now. Uh, this is where I'm going to be staying. And now, how to become uh, fully conscious and efficient in that little cell so that's where we are now and this is uh, how to rise above it by asking a, f- a few good questions and keep asking them and Krishna will help you with the answers okay we have one minute is there any last um, are there any last questions yes I see you're in the queue that's what it is <laughs> go right ahead Go ahead,
1: go. Go. Hey, Krishna oh, yeah, 30 seconds yeah go ahead <laughs> uh, this is um, I just want to ask uh, if like for example if I pick up a skill and I feel like okay this is this is what I want to I think this is my best use of my potential for Krishna service is there any evidence that will show me that this is or this isn't? Like, how do we know that our mind is not playing trick upon us?
0: About doing the best kind of service for Krishna? Yeah, yeah. Like
1: if I want to like pick up a skill and then I'm thinking, okay, this is my way of serving Krishna. How do I know that it's true or my mind
0: is just... Well, well, one thing is check it with Bhagavad Gita and see if it's the kind of thing, you know, Krishna wants you to do. And check it with uh, sadhus or those who are advanced in devotional service. Guru, Sadhu, and Shastra. And then, you know, check with your mentors and who will tell you, you know, this is good. And then you'll also see when you're properly situated, when you're doing some service for Krishna, you'll feel satisfied also when you're connected. Okay. But you can offer anything to Krishna, practically. You know, whatever skill you have or whatever interest you have in life. That's why Krishna says, Koroshi, Adashna, Shias, Johosi, Whatever you do, whatever you whatever you offer, give away. Just do it as an offering to me. So let's just say you're stuck in a in a corporate job somewhere.
1: Yes, and uh,
0: then Prabhupada says in the in the 18th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, you should say and think that uh, I'm doing this for Krishna. Mm-hmm. This is my prescribed duty right now. I'm doing it for Krishna. And then, if you really want to make it real, then uh, donate some of the, the fruit of that to Krishna. And then you'll, you know, you really start feeling it, give a percentage, mm-hmm. you know, so that way you're feeling like this is, uh, you'll feel the connection.
1: Yeah.
0: And it'll just improve from there.
1: Okay.
0: So I just okay. got a note a little while ago that I had only had till six. So um, I guess this is the the end for today. But we'll keep having classes, uh, I think, throughout the week, and things like that. And uh, everyone looks great. I'm looking, checking. Everyone's, everyone looks happy and great, smiling, from all over the world, I see. Okay. Well, keep up the good work, everybody. Keep the transcendental vibration going, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you really soon. Okay? We'll just end with a, a little kirtan. Uh, to keep the vibration going. Nama jabishlae mm-hmm. she
1: I see. Obrigado.
0: Not to Armarman, hey, not to the Armarman, not to the Armarman,